Morning prayer starts on page three of our worship booklet, and probably the better link is underneath the first post on the, in the chat bar. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, unto us a child is born. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Together the Christmas can can canticle. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out, and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Our psalm is Psalm 92, which begins on page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto the thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. That they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the seventeenth verse of the sixty-fifth chapter of the book of Isaiah. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Here ends the first lesson. Heather Te Diem. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of the glory, thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble armies of, martyr, of the martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee the Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the first epistle of St. John. Beloved, do not believe in every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is of the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. And he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Here endeth the second lesson. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate, and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's interesting to me that we have the uh, this colic that we're doing, and it's basically lasting for a couple of weeks until the second uh, Sunday after Christmas, but we're not going to get a second Sunday after Christmas because Epiphany starts uh, Saturday. So um, this is our colic. So the fact that it's going for two weeks and it and it's repeating means to me when things repeated, when Jesus said truly, truly, it means it's really important because he didn't just say truly once. So um, what our colic is asking us to do is we're asking God to make us daily be renewed by the Holy Spirit um, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ. And he liveth and reigneth with us, and, or with him, with God, and he also lives within us. And that's kind of what we're, we're trying to develop is the fact that uh, an awareness that Jesus is actually here and he's living amongst us. So um, when we look at the promises of God, um, sometimes they're like a jigsaw puzzle. Like when we read in Isaiah, we'll read a little later, we read, read earlier that the wolf and the lamb feed together. And as, you know, we look at the world, we realize that the only time the wolf and the lamb feed together, it's usually when the wolf is having the lamb for dinner. And so the promise isn't quite fulfilled yet, but it's, it's begun. And so we have to look at the promises. Um, Bishop talks about twofold or, or multifold promises, and, and it's, a, it's an ongoing uh, promise that's being fulfilled. And so in our lives, we live, the spirit lives within us. And we are to live and we're in the kingdom. When we look back from the fulfillment of the kingdom and we look back on our lives, 
it'll all be heaven. The whole time will have been heaven. Um, you know, and likewise, if, if you were not to be there where you're supposed to be, you would look back and your whole life would also be hell. It would be just a continuation of, of what we've already experienced. So we're called to that and to being renewed daily. And in Psalm 92, we see, um, we see a little pattern. We see that verses one and three are all about what the Lord is and mentions loving kindness and faithfulness. Uh, four, the verses four through seven are about the foolish man. Um, and they mention foolish, that the person that doesn't believe in the Lord. And then 8 through 11, that we have a contrast of God and, and his enemies. So we have God spoken of as forevermore and enemies spoken of as, as perishing. And 12 through 15, I think, is, is probably the, the highlight when we look at our collect. And it describes the life that we enjoy when we're right with God. And so that might be something you want to take a look back at and look at it that way. This is, this is how we live our life. So um, looking at the promise of God in, in Isaiah, that he speaks of this new heaven and new earth, and, and the old will not be remembered. And yet, you know, we're still aware of the old. And we, we remember at the time when Jesus came, um, well, thinking of this promise, let's look at it this way. There, there was, the people did return out of exile. They went to Jerusalem. They rebuilt the city. They rebuilt the temple. And then they complained because God did not in, uh, enter the temple as he did before when, when Solomon had completed the building. And their life was not much different. It seemed to be the same old thing. So the promise is still happening. The people at Jesus' time were waiting. They, they, they were still waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. They didn't look at it as if it's already done. But they're still living in hope. And so um, as we put this, this puzzle together of God's promise, it's almost like a jigsaw. The only thing that makes sense is the idea that this, this promise is, is a continuous thing that is being fulfilled, it's being built, and we're a part of it. And, our, and of course, our job and our, our, our telos, our goal, is to experience this new Jerusalem now because the Holy Spirit lives within us, and we will experience and hope for and, and live in the fullness of us at the end of time. So in, in 1 John, uh, St. John is um, talking to us and, and telling us that greater is he than is in you than he is in the world. So there is a conflict between us and the world, and that's where we're living right now. Even though we live in the kingdom, we're still um, we're of not of this world, but in this world. And so we still have opposition, as we've seen um, God's people have throughout history. And we have a choice. I mean, we can continue to believe in Lord Jesus Christ and to live for him and allow the Spirit of God to form us. And um, actually, we probably could even quench the Spirit and live somewhat carnally instead of letting God live within us. And that's one of the choices we have. And I think of the passage last night in the evening prayer from Hebrews when we talked about um, eating milk or being babies in our faith or, or starting to eat the solid food that God intends for us. And I know when I go to a restaurant and somebody says, hey, what do you want to eat? Or where do you want to go to eat? I don't think of milk ever. Uh, it's been 30 years, I think, since I've had a glass of milk. Um, and, and I use, you know, we use milk in our cooking and stuff, but I don't drink milk. But man, I sure look forward to a ribeye and the solid food. And I think spiritually, that's something that we should be thinking of is that, that we need to be eating solid food as we grow in our Christian life. Uh, St. John said, for by this time, you ought to be teachers. And, um, and yet you, we need someone to teach us the first principles. So we'll go back to that when we, when we fall away from, from living in, in the spirit. And uh, he says in verse 14, but solid food belongs to those who are full of the full age. 
Um, so babies don't get meat. That would be a bad thing. That would be abuse. But uh, when we grow up, it's time for us to grow up and eat eat um, good food. And so I mentioned opposition earlier. And part of part of what we do as we grow up, we also discern between good and evil. And sometimes we we have things, and and our enemies are so subtle. Sometimes um, C.S. Lewis in in um, Screwtape Letters had mentioned that the, you know the way the devil works, he doesn't come out and, like a boogeyman in in our culture. Because if he did, we'd all turn to Jesus. So he's really really subtle. And I thought it was thinking about how subtle it is. And something came to mind. I'll share with you. When I was a very young Christian in the 70s, I attended an outdoor evangelical church, and we met in a public park. And there were many of us, but we brought lawn chairs. And there was a popular song uh, at the time, a chorus, the lyrics were, they will know we are Christians by our love. And we used to joke and change the words and jest so they will know we are Christians by our chairs because of our lawn chairs. And I thought that was pretty hilarious. And then you realize, or I realized, that's exactly what our enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil want. They want to distract us from the, the truth calling and substitute worldly values and concepts in the, uh, for the greatest gift we uh, possess. And so even in this case, humor was pulling us away from concentrating on how they know we were really Christians, which was to love one another. And when we're joking around, sometimes we forget and we, we start getting a little more poisonous. So... Uh, the world, the flesh, the devil, they want us to drink only milk. And God offers a solid food that nourishes us and aids in our growth. And so when we choose milk, we're missing out. And this is the one time I think in life I wish Christians um, who are living on milk would get a serious case of FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and seek the blessing God offers and not settle for less and eat the solid food. So St. John calls the Christians to live in the love for Jesus, which can be seen for our love for each other. And we live in the kingdom now, and we hope for the kingdom to come. So just a few thoughts on today's passage. Let's continue with the form of intercession on page 11 in the, in the um, handout. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain their true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, especially Paul. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for letting me fill in for Bishop this morning. It's great to be with you. Have a good Thursday, and we'll look forward to seeing you at evening prayer. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for your words. <laughs> Thank you. Deacon Bob? Sir. Carl died? I mean, I'm sorry, Carl. Uh, Paul died, Carl's grand grandfather? Uh, that's, I, that's what I heard last night when we were at uh, evening prayer, and so we prayed for him. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. Okay. All right. Just you knew, you knew that was going on, or you knew something was going on? Or... Oh, yeah. You know, okay. and, and I talked, you know, I, I talked with his wife every time we, we, we can meet at church and everything like that, and, and I talked with... Uh, um his um i guess it's his daughter and and her husband uh last sunday and they said that uh that he was he was going down and so it doesn't you know it doesn't it surprises me but you know it's, it's still a shock to me yeah i understand that perfectly so okay All right, my friend you hang in there god bless you god bless you bye-bye <laughs>